All right, we are online. Thank you again and welcome to this episode of the Downtime Talk. Thanks for tuning in. On this show, I'm speaking with guests about the trending topic, innovative ideas and new ways to eliminate downtime in uh, construction. I'm Sean Brogard, the CEO at TrackUnit, and it's my true pleasure today to welcome Matt Hatton to the Downtime Talk today. Welcome, Matt. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. Matt is a, a super interesting character to have on the show since he is bringing, or he's a founding partner at uh, Transformer Insights, technology industry analyst focused on IoT, cross sectors. Uh, Matt, you come with a rich background of research from, uh, you know, among uh, many, uh, Gartner as a VP of research. And uh, I'm delighted to have you on the show today. And why don't you give our audience a, a quick introduction to uh, to yourself and your professional doing? I'd be happy to do that. Matt Hatton, founding partner at Transformer Insights. Uh, probably it's easiest to talk a little bit about what I've done in the past. I've been a technology industry analyst for the last 25 plus years, which is a little bit scary now, but there you go. And the focus predominantly during that has been on Internet of Things. Uh, back in the uh, in the olden days, I used to look at mobile and a few other technology areas, but uh, but certainly for the last 12 or 13 years, squarely focused on IoT or machine to machine, as we used to refer to it back in the in the good old days. And within Transformer Insights, uh, so we're a uh, research consulting firm focused well, predominantly on IoT, but you can't really talk about IoT these days without also thinking about AI and edge compute and a whole bunch of other uh, technology areas. We we cover off a, a broader array of of disruptive technologies, but I I tend to focus mostly on on IoT. And before that, I started another company called Makina Research, which we sold to Gartner in 2016. You spotted I've got Gartner on my on my CV. Uh, so yes, that was that was uh, a few years ago uh, now, and you, you can't keep me away from from IoT. I showed a spectacular lack of imagination or a love of being an industry analyst, and so I decided to uh, to do the whole thing all over again with Transformer Insights. Lovely. So as we think about IoT, uh, why don't we start by defining what that means to you and you as an analyst? What sort of in scope and what would also be maybe a little bit adjacent or on the outside? What is core IoT to you if you were to define that to our audience? There are probably as many definitions as there are people trying to define it, but we think of it in terms of the use of a selection of interesting technologies uh, for the purposes of remote monitoring and management and control of a series of devices that are mostly out there in the field, shall we say. It's it's really just a convenient umbrella term for us in the industry, though. I, I don't tend to hear very many of my enterprise clients. We work with enterprise clients and we work with technology vendors and the enterprise clients tend not to mention the the three-letter acronym at all. Hmm. They think of it in terms of oh, supply chain or automation or uh, remote monitoring or any number of other uh, terms that would be a little bit more uh, specific to their vertical, smart grid, say, 
but they don't tend to think of it as as IoT. But I think you can kind of sum it up as there's a set of different technologies involving a, a network, involving some sort of management of data, some element of, of remote monitoring, maintenance control, those, those kinds of aspects of a of an edge device. Very good. So uh, on this uh, show, we like to inspire our audience around practices and really parallel experiences from other industries that mm -hmm could uh, bring us forward in construction as we are focused on connecting machinery, processes, and people. So let me let me start by asking you, when you look across the spectrum of um, businesses or industries, where, in your opinion, are we most advanced in the field of IoT today? Well... There's a there's a probably a an, an issue of definition in in there, but you can think of uh, the utility sector, for instance, millions and millions of of, of smart meters being uh, rolled out, but connecting things is only half of the battle. Are we yet in a situation with the energy space where actually you can uh, manage the consumption and production of uh, electricity in a in a meaningful way where you're taking account of load balancing and all the various different elements there? Mm. Not really. It tends to be rather more um, mundane reasons for, for deploying which, which mm. are around reducing cost of going and sending somebody to go out and, and read a, a meter. Mm. So you can think of it as a, a kind of quantify it in terms of numbers of devices. And there certainly it's it, it's those kinds of, of use yeah. cases that, that, yeah. that make uh, most most sense. But in terms of the value, there's a there's a different kind of a conversation to have there. And I, I'll throw in a, a few others as, as well. Um, anywhere where there's a significant cost saving associated with just streamlining a, a process. And so we see it very widely uh, deployed in the transport sector, for instance, uh, so in fleet management and, and, and so on. Although the um, majority of uh, connections are actually generally consumer. Uh, so it's all of various different uh, connected things within a within a home gadgets and and so on but in terms of where the value is well i mentioned that transport sector i mentioned energy government mm. also very mm. um very important particularly and again this a lot of the time is around uh cost savings street lighting for instance connecting street lighting often street lighting is a uh, very significant proportion of a uh, of a munici municipality's uh, energy mm. end, uh, so up to fifty percent in in many cases. Mm. And so, uh, connecting street lighting has been a you know, trusty way of uh, of trying to reduce some of those those costs and the use of CCTV cameras and right. parking schemes and and, and so on. Uh, but th those are those are three retail also. Particularly mm. point of sale, mobile mobile payment yeah. terminals, yeah. big takeoff in in certain markets. Just uh, simplifying the process of taking credit card payments, which might otherwise have been uh, quite a complicated task for just small traders and and, and so on. And you see it quite a, um, a proliferation of those kinds of uh, those kinds of use cases. Very interesting. So in in our sector in the construction industry, we uh, 
we are in an ecosystem that have participating parties from the rental companies that rent out equipments, uh, the manufacturers themselves, uh, the OEMs, and certainly also the contractors and the people that are operating uh, the machinery. Our industry today, we reckon that uh, across the different sizes of equipment, uh, ranging from heavy equipment to lighter equipment, even hand tools, the average connectivity rate across the industry, across the globe, is approximately 30% penetrated, up 30% connected. Needless to say that heavy equipment, you see a higher level of concentration than lighter equipment. Mm -hmm. And I, I, liked, I like your, uh, your cost-saving analogy, but if you, if you think about an ecosystem that come to mind where the cost-saving is the driving force behind the high penetration of connectivity, whatever it's utility meters or point-of-sales um, terminals, um, where is the driving force for connectivity coming from, i.e., is it the manufacturer, is it the end user, is it whoever realizes the cost savings, and how quick are cost savings even supposed to be realized in your, uh, in your research? Because um, that could be interesting to understand, you know, other industries' aspect of how the ecosystem can have a little bit of a... Of a of a flywheel effect to drive further connectivity in its uh, in its uh, core components. I think the critical thing is seeing your competitors uh, gaining benefit as a result of making use of the the, the technology. Um, I'll, I'll give an example. There's a, a company based in Scandinavia that does connected um, pest control. Should we should we say rat traps? Mm. And that is a company decided, okay, we need a more efficient way of, of monitoring whether these, these traps have been activated. So how do we do that? And the, the, um, the most obvious way was we'll connect those, those traps. And as a result of doing that, they found that they were that much more effective, efficient uh, compared to what their, their competitors were doing, which allowed them then to expand out into other geographies and mm. tackle other um, other markets that they might not otherwise have been been able to get into, and that obviously focuses the attention of anybody else who else is in that mm. is in that field, and that tends to be one of our one of our recommendations to our clients. You know, no one really does IoT, and no one really talks to us about how, how do we do uh, IoT. What mm. they Sometimes they do. But really what they should be thinking about is what's what have I got? What is what have I got as a process that needs uh, automating? And the starting point for thinking about that is the kind of horizon scanning. What's going on? Who's doing what? And there they will tend to look at the sort of lighthouse examples from their own uh, sector to identify what the um, what the real best practice is that's that's emerging and then they can investigate developments that are that are going on within that uh, that industry and indeed uh, comparable industries looking across the, um, the, the the spectrum of other other spaces so very interesting that you're you're asking about areas beyond construction because that's generally one of our one of our recommendations go look at what other people mm. are doing in other forms of asset tracking or, or or remote monitoring because that might give you ideas about uh, about some of the, the the key use cases that you might be able to um to adopt and and implement 
So there's probably no one hmm. simple answer to it, but you know, hmm. a, a relatively sophisticated horizon scanning to, to sort of understand hmm. what's what, what's happening out there in the in, in the space, I guess, is one part of it. We always like to give our listeners a, a bit of inspiration from our guests. So, uh, is there a piece of research that uh, you uh, would like to recommend in in terms of providing perspectives uh, on on this area? Well, there are a range. Um, obviously, I'm bound to say that. But just recently, in the last maybe year, we've started publishing a series of, of reports that look at Uh, digital transformation in X industry, whether that be healthcare or smart cities or uh, energy or indeed construction, uh, looking at what some of the key, uh, we, we refer to them as domains of change might be. What, how is uh, disruptive technology being used to really make a meaningful difference to how that core business is being operated. And that's a different approach from talking about IoT, because what tends to happen is these things are multidisciplinary. Right? You, you have to understand, or it has to involve IoT, but it might also involve AI, it might also involve mm. blockchain or any number of other, other technology. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that's probably the, the most relevant one if we're thinking about um, all of these uh, yep these these various different use cases from the perspective of the of the enterprise user the other thing that we've we've done recently well not recently actually for for, for many years is tracking real world deployments we've got a database of something like a thousand different ways in which companies have adopted new technologies mostly on the iot side of things i i would say but but certainly spanning other other technologies and it, it's, it's very interesting to to look at the Uh, the criticality of the solutions and the way they're being deployed, and and the um, and, and some of the parameters, and look at some of the best practice and and results of of how those those deployments are are, um, are received and and the, and the benefits that are that are being gained. So always always useful to to take a look at what's actually happening in the real world rather than looking at. Uh, hockey stick market forecasts and that kind of thing. Very good. I will make sure to uh, include links to your suggested uh, reading topics there in our in our show notes, um, so our audience can can uh, can see that. Um, one of uh, the areas of particular interest is the sort of the driver change and the challenges that that occur frequently so when when you see a company with a strategic intent uh, of making a move around data or into these areas of technology with a very uh, you know, clear business ambition and they look towards the organization to go implement it right so we are beyond the strategic intent we're beyond the Uh, strategic alignment and we're now into implementation and realization of the business impact what are some of the most uh, frequent challenges that you see in your line of work and uh, what are are there any strategies for overcoming those challenges uh, yes many and in fact that's that's one of the key things that we tend to to work with clients on the the process of getting from what seems like a good idea to having some actual demonstrable uh, result as uh, that comes out of the of the end so there's um 
there's a few things. Uh, we tend to still be in a world where POCs, proofs of concept, dominate, and it's quite difficult to to get a, a get out of that. I've talked for many years about the concept of POC hell constantly being uh, stuck in in proof of of concept uh, phase. Um, the the secret to, to to getting out of that, well, you you have to treat it not as a technology. Uh, exercise. Mm. It involves the operations, the business processes, the maybe even the the corporate culture, finance, all of these various different different elements. So this this the challenge there tends to be uh, not enough consideration of, of of business issues. So have companies uh, prepared for uh, changes across all of those elements of the of, of the business because it might be fantastically transformational. You think of uh, a business model of changing from uh, uh, a products business to a, a services business, selling a, an ongoing recurring uh, service. That's mm -hmm. fundamentally trans transformational. And that being the case, you need to get buy-in from, from senior management. Uh, you need to be um, thinking about gating factors when, you, mm. uh, when you're running your, your POCs. If this works, then we go to this phase, and then we go to that phase, and we know what the what the end result is going to be. It's not just sandboxing and and hoping something uh, uh, sticks. The other, um, well, there's a number of other aspects, of, of course, but um, careful vendor selection that tends mm. to be another area where we uh, work very closely with um, with our enterprise clients, working out who are the vendors who are in the space because. There is a tendency within IoT for anybody who provides a sort of horizontal capability, whether it be a platform or connectivity or uh, systems integration or whatever, to say, mm. yes, we can do that. And yes, we can do that isn't necessarily the same as, yes, we have done that. Mm. And mm. having proof points to say that we've got expertise in this field, we understand it, we, we know what the pain points are, we can can help with the deployment and um, and and understand where the where the bodies are buried maybe is the um, mm. is is the term. So there, there's always a quite a, a challenging exercise with that because for the for the most part this can't be a transactional relationship. Mm. This is not just somebody buying a bunch of mobile phones or buying a uh, uh, buying some tools. Right. This is right. entrusting a business critical process and iot is becoming increasingly focused on on business critical uh, deployment uh, but you're entrusting that business critical uh, process to a trusted partner and so you've got to be mm. you are more cautious about who you who you choose to um, to, to work with so there's a, a mm. big element of counterparty risk should we say we are we're sort of coming to the end here um, and uh, Matt and I just wanted to because uh, I think this vendor selection who do you partner with uh, on these strategic topics is super important if you in a in a closing remark um, what is your best recommendation on selecting a good partner what what uh, what comes to mind if if you were to give our listeners an advice in that respect it comes down really most importantly to one thing which is experience mm. 
somebody who's understands the field, who's worked in the field, who's got proof points yeah. of companies that the, they've worked with who are sitting in that field that uh, will demonstrate the, the the capabilities of that that vendor in that in that space. Because as I said, most companies in IoT will say yes, we can, but what's mm. more important is yes, we have. Right. Very good. Well said. Yes, we have. So uh, I like that a lot. Matt, thanks a lot for taking the time to uh, share your knowledge. Thank you for sharing a few links in our show notes on your research and your line of work. And to everyone listening in, that's it. Uh, we are done for this episode here. Please don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes on the Downtime Talks. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you.